Hello my friends, it's Leo, and I'm out here in the backyard of my house in Florida enjoying uh, the sunshine after about two months straight rain up in Auburn, which is one thing I am quite thankful for, uh, for this extended spring break more or less. Hope everyone is finding their classes all well in hand. Uh, behind me is an avocado tree that we have in our backyard, and I'm coming with you, coming to you with some thoughts on uh, that were provoked uh, recently uh, by my reading of C.S. Lewis's book *Till We Have Faces*. Now, this is a book I have not read before, and I saw it at the used bookstore nearby. And I figured now would be a good time to read it. So, uh, this book uh, is based on the Greek-Roman myth of Cupid and Psyche. Uh, this is the copy I have now, and. It comes from the perspective of Psyche's older sister, Oral. If you're not familiar with the tale, uh, I would encourage you to look it up so that I can have more time to speak of what I have to say. Uh, but it uses uh, that tale to give a very, a very thought-provoking and contemplative look on divinity. Uh, after I read it, I probably spent about two days in off and on in fairly deep thought trying to think about what C.S. Lewis was meaning by it and I, I'm still kind of at a loss um, it is very much uh, something I would recommend you try and pick up I'm certain there are places you can get it as an ebook if that's your fancy um, since most places are shutting down now uh, but I would like to read to you uh, the first paragraph in the fourth chapter of the second book. Now, the context of this is that as our main character uh, gets older, as she becomes queen of the nation that Psyche probably would have uh, inherited, uh, she has a vision where she goes to her gods uh, with a great complaint of the many things she's suffered. Because uh, if you're familiar with the tale, Psyche is... Uh, thrown out of her house by arrows uh, when she tries to reveal his form, uh, which she was forbidden from seeing. Uh, so this is what it says. The complaint was the answer. To have heard myself making it was to be answered. Lightly men talk of saying what they mean. Often, when he was teaching me to write in Greek, the fox would say, child, to say the very thing you really mean, the whole of it, Nothing more or less or other than what you really mean. That's the whole art and joy of words. A glib saying, When the time comes to you at which you will be forced at last to utter the speech which has lain at the center of your soul for years, which you have, all that time, idiot-like, been saying over and over, you'll not talk about joy of words. I saw well why the gods do not speak to us openly, nor let us answer. Till that word can be dug out of us, why should they hear the babble that we think we mean? How can they meet us face to face till we have faces? Now, this struck me uh, particularly poignant in this time where there is a great deal of suffering in this world due to the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, and there's probably many people turning to God or questioning God about their own individual suffering. And it did bring to mind Perhaps there's not going to be an answer that we would 
like, perhaps the only answer is the answer that we can give when we say th something that, the thing that's laying, weighing on our hearts. Uh, kind of like how if you have an issue with your parents or siblings or uh, your friends and it's just weighing you and you want an answer from them but you really only get it once you say it out loud. Uh, I was wondering if, is that what Luce is saying? God's relationship with us is sometimes like? Um, so, with that in mind, as I usually do, I went to Job, and the first uh, verse, which I would like to read to you, which sprang to mind, uh, was Job uh, chapter 40, verses 3 through 14. Now, we all should be familiar with the story of Job. So if you turn there with me, you can see the context behind this. Uh, so this is what it reads, beginning in verse 3. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer. Twice, but I'll proceed no further. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. Will you even put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me that you may be in the right? Have you an arm like God, and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself with glory and splendor. Pour out the overflowings of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and abase him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust together. Bind their faces in the world below. Then will I also acknowledge to you that your own right hand can save you. And it continues further uh, with Job saying that he cannot understand the ways in which God moves. There's really no way we can fully understand all of God's purposes. But I think this is a very, uh, very good thing to keep in mind that we don't need to know everything that God has in store for us. Perhaps the very need to know why these things happen is just going to cause more worry in our lives. And we are told not to worry about tomorrow in, in Luke. Uh, additionally, in Matthew. Because these things aren't for us to worry about. They're for God to worry about. Now, it's perfectly fine to question, and it's perfectly fine to, you know, ask God for a reason. But we're not going to get one. Not always. Uh, that's up to God to deliver. So I would pray uh, that each of us and myself during this time uh, would keep in mind that we should keep our channels with God open. We should keep prayer an option. We should definitely keep talking with our Christian friends an option. And to not worry so much about how this is going to shape out because God allows these things for a purpose. And we don't have to know what that is. Which may not be too comforting, but it should be comforting enough to know we don't have to worry about it. I've probably said the same thing multiple times. And I hope that if you enjoy this break, uh, that you can spend time thinking and reconnecting with family, and that we uh, spend time well-connected uh, as an ACSC family as well.
you all have a wonderful day and God bless you all.